Many of us have experienced isolation during the COVID-19 pandemic, but as the world recovers, there is a group of people whose isolation continues, parents with children with special needs. Join me and my guest today in part two of our series, Caring for Caregivers, Parents of Children with Special Needs. Hello and welcome to the Care Ministries podcast here at Brookwood Church. Uh, Today we are going to be talking about caring for caregivers, and this is part two in our series. Uh, Today we're going to be looking specifically at caring for people who care for kids with special needs. Um, This is something that's uh, come up quite often uh, in the care department here at Brookwood. And so um, in praying about, you know, what it is that how we want to how we want to uh, help people, God really kind of illuminated this uh, this particular topic. Um, so in the studio today, I have Susan Kern. Uh, Susan is a lay counselor uh, who really focuses a lot of her attention on caring for parents of kids with special needs. So welcome, Susan. Thank you. And I also have Clint Robison. I want to say Robinson all no, the time, but it's Robison. Robinson. And uh, I, you're a, a volunteer uh, here with the Special Friends Ministry, and um, also know you from the Transformational Prayer uh, class that we have. Uh, say hello, Clint. Hello. Uh, and we also have Angie Pageant here, uh, and you are the Special Friends Connections Coordinator. Can you please inter- or say hello? Hello. <laughs> and I'm Doug Wildman. I am the Counseling and marriage pastor here at Brookwood. Um, so uh, as we get underway here, I'm just, I just have a few questions for you. The first one is, um, and feel free, any one of you, to, to answer this. How was it that you got started um, with this uh, interest in, in working with uh, kids that have special needs? So Maybe Angie, do you want to get started? Um, sure. So I have worked at Brookwood a long time before I moved over to the special needs ministry. I've always had a heart for it. I went to school for it. But once we, we had a small one here, and then it just started growing, and that's where I got started. How long ago was that? Um, when I moved in that area was, prior, was nine years ago, I believe. Oh, wow. Okay. So. Yeah. That's great. We are very blessed to be a part of a church that is very active with the uh, ministry. Absolutely. You know, like there's a lot of churches around that I've unfortunately heard that they just turn people away. Well, that's why we're here. Is that right? That's exactly why we're here. Okay. Wow. And we're glad you are here. (laughs) Yes, we are. So, so, yeah, Clint, um, tell us how you got started with your interest in working with kids that have special needs. So what happened, I have a 14-year-old severely autistic special needs daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, Really didn't know what to expect when she was born, had no expectations, had never been around anybody with special needs kids. Um, was going to a church, kind of like you were talking about earlier. She was fine as long as she was little, but once she got a little bit older to where she got mobile, they had no program whatsoever for her. So it was either me going to church and my wife staying home or my wife going to church and me staying home or one of us going to church and sitting in the nursery and volunteering in her class so we could take care of her. Mm. So it kind of messed up the whole family dynamics. So, um, 
for a while, we just stopped going to church altogether. We couldn't wow. find a church to go to. And with us, one of the big problems with that is you end up being secluded. Yes. You feel that nobody can understand what you're going through. You feel like you're all alone in the world. You're by yourself. And you think nobody is able to care for my child. Mm -hmm. So you end up putting yourself in a bubble to where, you know, even here, um, my wife was very reluctant to come here at first. And I was, but I just had an overpowering need and feeling um, to be here. But um, the long story short is that's pretty much what kind of got us here. Mm. And what started the whole passion for volunteering and, you know, because it gave us the break we needed. Yes. And I was really wanting to do that for others because I know how important it is. Yeah. That is a, a pretty common theme that we have come across in the care department is just, you know, just the need for, um, you know, some time, you know, just to to you know, I know you, you're on all the time and, right. and having, um, other people kind of care for you. Um, I, I can imagine that must be a, a pretty big part of the challenge. You know? It's not so much caring for us as almost as much as it is the time for us to decompress okay. while someone cares for our child. Right. And, you know, somewhere break. that's trusting where we can just take a deep breath and breathe for a minute and say, okay, I'm off, you know, for an hour and 15 minutes. You yeah. know, I've got some peace in my life, some time to myself. And, you know, you can kind of un unplug your brain for a little while. And how long ago did you uh, start coming here to? I started coming here about eight years ago. Okay. And, um, well, obviously the reason we started coming was because no, we found out that there was a special needs program here. Um, my wife was an aide at a school in the special needs program where my daughter was attending and he was actually on the video for special needs oh, isn't that something? program here at Brookwood. And my wife would come home and she'd be like, man, we're lucky with Lacey. He's a handful. He's really something. <laughs> so I told her, I says, well, Brookwood's got a program that he goes to. If they can handle him, mm -hmm. maybe they can handle Lacey. And she was just very skeptical. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. So I came by myself the first couple of times. And um, she tried it, and we just got had a comfort level and, you know, have been here ever since. That is awesome. That is great. And Susan, we think so too. Yeah, Susan, what about you? Uh, what, where was it that you first started your uh, interest in uh, working with special needs kids? When I had one. <laughs> when you had one. There you go. Fair yeah, enough. that's it's amazing. Really, didn't know too many. Didn't know any children with special needs before I had mine. So it opened up a whole new world. But my story is very much similar to Clint's and to so many parents that are going here that their child had no place anywhere else. And um, there was a place here for them. And it for us, we missed four, really six years of church. The first two years, he, could, he couldn't be in public because of his health. The doctors mm -hmm. said the worst place we could take him was, was church um, <clears throat> because he would be exposed to so much stuff. But after his surgery and um, 
he was cleared for going back to church. There was nowhere to put him. And for four years, we didn't go. And to miss the the worship that you have with the body of Christ, you can watch you can watch it on TV or listen to it on the radio, but it doesn't compare to um, the body of Christ being together. So, yeah. uh, and it does isolate you because you're not around that. Yeah, I remember listening to a uh, broadcast um, probably about a maybe a year ago. And it was the, the the guest was a lady who had a child with special needs, and just that 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 isolation thing that you're talking about was so evident, and it was kind of heartbreaking, you know, to think here's a lady who really she she wasn't able to go to church, she wasn't able to connect. Um, I bet you come across people all the time that are experiencing things like that. Most everybody, mm-hmm. yeah. You're very limited on the things that you can do. Your interaction with people is just very, very limited. And so you end up being a caregiver, which is hard enough on its own, Yeah. to being a caregiver in isolation because your life has changed so dramatically because you're used to being able to go to church. You're used to being able to do these things. And now you just, you, you can't even go to the grocery store. I mean, we, we, for a while, you know, one of us would have to go to the grocery store. The other would have to stay home. And there's, you know, most people, hey, let's go out to eat tonight. And we're like, yeah, sorry. Can't, it's not going to happen. Can't do that. You know, that's not our life. So your life gets totally different, but then you add the seclusion to it. And then you, you end up, you know, a lot of people, and for a long time I did, you, you get to where you feel hopeless. Mm. And, and it just makes it that much tougher in dealing with a special needs child. And the dynamics of your friendships change too. Mm-hmm. My the, the, my whole community now versus before I had Preston is totally different. Mm. So, and if you're a single parent, magnify that. I couldn't imagine because you just and that that too. I see the most need for right now are the single moms, the single dads that don't have anybody to bounce stuff off of. Absolutely. I think the hardest thing too, and you know, just from what I've seen, is reaching those people, because yeah. they do isolate themselves. Mm-hmm. They, they go into seclusion. They don't know, you know. I didn't know anything about Brookwood. You know, I passed it, and I just happened to look up online and see that there was a special needs program. But it's not like I didn't get a flyer in the mail. You know, I didn't get, you know, I didn't see it posted at CDS. Hey, you know, Brookwood has a special needs program. It was just. By the grace of God, honestly, yeah, that I looked it up and found there was a program. Yeah, when you are new to this situation, you don't know anything. You don't know about programs. You don't know who to contact. You don't know. I mean, you're like flying blind. Flying blind, and then also, like you said, you know, Susan, that. If, especially if you're starting off and you don't have any context for the things that you're experiencing too, I can only imagine how wow. overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the question I haven't shared this question with you, but <clears throat> the question that comes to mind just something to be thinking about: How do we reach, you know, these people? I guess that's part of part of what we're hoping that this will do. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, we hope that people who are listening right now. Um, may be hearing 
oh, wait a minute. Okay, I'm not as alone as I thought. Absolutely. You know, um, that there is a place for me to go. Um, so that's just a just a question that comes to my mind. Like, how do we how do we reach these people who are isolated? Right. Yeah. So this is kind of a kind of a strange question, but um, there was a, a song. Um, you'll have to help me out here. Um, who who sang this song? But it's called uh, "Dear Younger Me." Um, Casting crowns or Mercy it, Me? Mercy Me. That's who it is. Yeah. It's one or the other. Dear Younger Me, it's a song, if you haven't heard it, it's a song about a, a guy who is going back in time and talking to his younger self and, you know, giving him some things to be thinking about. If you were to go back into time and to talk to your younger self with what you know now, um, what do you think you would say to your younger self regarding the raising of special needs kids? I guess the first thing I would probably say is you don't have to be alone. Mm. Because I know that was a big, big part for us um, in going through this because we felt like we were so alone. Mm. And, you know, I think like Susan said earlier you know, about worship, there's something with being in community and just having somebody by your side, if nothing else, to walk with you through this. But we, you know, we truly believed that, you know, we were just on our own. We couldn't be around nobody, you know, and a lot of it we put on ourselves of, you know, well, I'm not going to have people around my daughter. You know, I don't want, I'm not going to subject people to my daughter. I'm not going to subject my daughter. So we just built up this wall yeah. that we kept ourselves behind. Mm. Either the two of you, um, what would you say to your younger self? With things that you wish you would have known then that you know now. Take it a day at a time. Um, I looked toward the future too much. Mm -hmm. And um, our kids are fragile. A lot of them, we don't even know if we'll have tomorrow, but don't don't look ahead. Right. Um, And that's probably if I were to do it again, because I worried so much about what if, what if, instead of just enjoying the moment. Yes. they are, you know, these kids are incredible. All children are incredible. But there is, I, I know with my son, there's this unconditional love and um, how he forgives people and doesn't even see the bad in anyone. That's, uh, that's you know, everybody's good to him. And I, I, attend, I you know, I strive for, to have that kind of um, perspective with people and just enjoy them where they are. That's good advice for anybody, I think. Absolutely. Live in the, live in the present moment. Um, yeah. Um, uh, that kind of is a good segue into the next question, which is, what has God taught you through your kids? More than I'll ever teach them, that's for sure. Mm. Unconditional love. The importance of things, really. Yeah, I kind of second that. You know, there's, I see myself and I see a lot in other people now, and I see people worrying about things that I consider very superficial or, 
mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. worth the time. And, you know, they'll come up and they'll start complaining about this or complaining about that. And I'm like, really? Like, you got it pretty good if that's all you have to complain about. Yes. You know, you definitely see life in a different perspective. You see your daily walk in a different perspective. Um, I myself have definitely been taught a lot of patience, mm-hmm. for one. Um, and I guess another is just one that gets me, I think, more than a lot of people is, I don't know if compassion's the right word for other people, but, you know, you'll be walking and go to a store and, you know, my daughter will be showing out and then people kind of look at you and then turn away and act like they didn't look and glare back at you. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, hey, how you doing? This is my daughter. Would you like to meet her? You know, and some people, you know, will come up and then some people will just keep walking. But it's, it's, I can see now, I understand from being there before we had special needs kids. Yeah. How the, there's just a lack of education out there for the special needs community who is growing so rapidly right now. Yeah. Angie and I were talking about that the other day. Um, It seems like I don't even know what the percentages are like tripled in the past few years, especially with the autism diagnosis. Like Clint said, I totally, I think it should be a course in school kids start to take on the special needs community. Everybody should be welcome and understand it because it what is it one out of four has autism now? And is that right? Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. So I mean, it's definitely um, something that's going to touch everybody's life. Yeah, and it's I think it's just going to continue to to grow like that. Um, yeah. Which obviously autism is a very wide spectrum. Right. 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 So, but you know, there's so many other different special needs besides autism too that you know definitely touch the community and you know the people who have to care for them so what would be the best way for people who um maybe don't have special needs kids but they want to be a help um to support you know to care for you as caregivers what would you does anything kind of come to mind of what would be the most helpful for you? I definitely have to say just a, you know, a compassion and time, like an understanding is probably one of the things that we feel a lot of people lack Mm. in our lives is taking the time to listen, to understand, mm-hmm. and to gain an understanding of, you know, what caregivers go through. And, you know, and come alongside, talk to them. Because like I said, for so long, we felt isolated and alone. Yeah. You know, so to have somebody just to reach out and say, hey, I'm not there, but kind of know what you're going through, you know, just want to be here for you. Mm-hmm. You know, is there anything we can do for you? you know, kind of gain some resources. A lot of people don't know any resources whatsoever. And just any type of knowledge that you have for a lot of them could help them tremendously. Mm. That's, that's, that's helpful. Um, last question I have for you is um, more personal, and that is how do you care for yourself? I'm hoping that maybe to those that are listening right now that are having a hard time 
uh, caring for themselves that maybe maybe we can help to give them some insight on that. Have, have you found there to be anything that is helpful for you to take that time for yourselves? I think like uh, we had talked about earlier in the podcast was just having time to yourself, mm-hmm. being able to make time and to take the time to just be with yourself and be able to turn off that. You're never going to turn it off completely, but be able to give yourself a break from time to time from caregiving, you know, finding something that you like to do if it's going for a walk. Me, um, I've went to exercising. Mm-hmm. I found that it helped me out tremendously, and it, it does give me my time away, and that's just one way I do how I care for myself in the situation, and it helps me. Susan, do you have any? Uh... Yeah, um, I do the exercise too. So <laughs> I go on my walks at night, but um, my husband, you know, takes takes over and um, my son will, will um, have some activities during the day. Yeah. But but my concern is with the. The moms that don't have that single moms and stuff. Yeah, yeah, to um, be able to hand off. Um, what can they do? And that's what's, where I think what's there yeah. for them? When you are asking before, you know, what could you do to care for them? The main thing is to to get them here, to to love on them, to to be able to love on them, to be able to show them that somebody cares. Yes. They're not alone in this. They don't have to walk through this alone. Yes. That we we have um, here at the church, Angie's done a great job with the program. The church has supported it tremendously. There's a great setup. And there's so much other, um, there's so many other services here to care for the single moms. And, you know, we as parents here as well, you know, we can come alongside them and help them and show them things that we wish we would have knew. Yeah. You know, yeah. How, how to get connected with programs. Um, so many things take so long to get into. You call, you're on a waiting list for 18 months just to get mm-hmm. insurance. But the sooner you start, the sooner everything starts coming together. Mm-hmm. These are things we never knew. So just being able to connect with them, help them, guide them in the directions, and love on them. I mean, at the end of the day, that is the most important part, is making somebody feel loved. Yeah. And Clint started a parents, a special needs small group, which I think is probably the biggest support we have for the parents. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it'll start meeting again in September. We haven't been able to because of COVID right. and child care, but hopefully that'll get started. But I think that's the great it's great resources and just the community in there yeah that is community in the church and then it can hopefully offshoots to start taking care of the others in the community that aren't churched you know the ultimate goal so angie uh, what would be the best way for people who are listening to get a hold of you um they can email me at angie a-N-G-I-E dot Paget P-A-D-G-E-T-T, at brookwoodchurch.org, or 
call me at 864-688-8231. And there's also on our website a special friends page with all that information. And if you're trying to get a hold of the care ministries for any reason, you can contact us at 864-688-8355. Well, if you're listening to this podcast right now and, and what we're saying is resonating with you, we hope that you will you'll check us out. Um, we have a community of people here that care for you, care, that will care for your child as well, who, who understand what it is that you're going through. So um, I think we're going to wrap it up with that. Uh, Clint, would you mind uh, closing us in a word of prayer? Not at all. Thank you. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come together today, and Lord, we, we thank you for the ability to be able to come together. Lord, we thank you for, for Brookwood, for all that they do for for us, for our special needs children. God, I pray that you just bless this, this ministry that is here. God, I, I pray that you lead those who need the help to us. And God, give us the vision and the strength and the compassion to care for those out there who are so alone and in such need. Lord, I pray that you bless them, those families, bless each and every one of us. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Care Ministries podcast from Brookwood Church. If you'd like more information about today's topic or you need support, you can call us at 864-688-8355. You can also learn more about Care Ministries by visiting www.brookwoodchurch.org care. And make sure to check out all of our upcoming events and support groups on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash brookwoodcare. We'd love to be an encouragement to you as we walk together in a healing relationship with Christ. Until next time, God bless.